Hi guys, welcome back to The Collective Show. I'm here with Ray Black. I love Ray so much. She really has this empowering energy about her, just, just a place of love when it comes to divine sistership and connections. And she honestly just holds a place in my heart for when it comes to a safe space to be vulnerable and open and really seek within without judgment. But how can we also transmute that judgment back into a love frequency? So today's episode is really going to be touching on how we can create these divine connections and feel motivated to get out of our comfort zone that we're so used to being in and also just finding ourselves even in the places where we feel kind of stuck and stagnant or lost and confused or doubtful in a state of fear how can we really just find that flow of love within ourselves again and find that in our external world I feel like my whole life it's such it's such a medicine I think for me I never really had that deep connection with my family. So my sisters and my friends were my chosen family. Sisterhood is medicine. It's so potent. It's beautiful. It's sacred. And I think it's a place where we can find a lot of solace whenever we don't have certain connections with our family or even sometimes with ourselves. whenever we're lost and we are searching for something, we're searching for safety, we're searching for connection, we're, se- we're searching for something that is greater, something transpersonal. And I think that's in sisterhood a lot. And since I was a little girl, I've led my sisters. They have been my world, my raw sisterhood wounds. That's a big term that we've all felt and we've all experienced. And I've had my fair share. And there's two things you can do. You can go through them and you can transmute them or you lose a sister. And it's really up to the two individuals choosing, I love you enough and I have to address things within myself and move through that and transmute that. And, you know, it's not our fault. It's not our fault for centuries, for centuries since the beginning of time, we have been put against each other. You know, with the witch trials, with being so disempowered. I don't know if you've heard of The Chosen. It's a show. So I just watched it. And back then, it was like Jesus' time, essentially. If a woman was on her bleed, they would shame her and call her unclean. And literally, like, other women would be like, oh, my gosh, you're unclean, you're unclean because of our our sacred moon cycle. And so it's just been generations and eons of so much shame that we have embodied and the only thing that we can do to feel safe is to point it at another sister and so in this lifetime all the people who are reincarnating everyone coming to earth right now our mission is to transmute all of that pain and all of that trauma and all of that shit (laughs) that is in our bodies it is one of the most difficult things you're going to do aside from your own like ascension process, but it's part of the ascension process. And we really grow and transmute through relationships. And I think sisterhood, it's been a long journey because I'm sure many people listening were soft loving beings and we wanna have a bunch of friends and have sisters. So we fall into people pleasing tendencies and abandoning ourselves and giving our power away because we wanna be accepted. And I think the real power comes in whenever you're like, okay, I want sisterhood, but I'm also realizing that I can't keep abandoning myself because I'm attracting people who don't respect me. So it's this balance of being in your power and not basically staying in relationships that don't honor you or support you or anything like that, basically taking you but also communicating and moving through that in a place of love. So that's, that's the real, that's the real piece. You know what I mean? It's like, because I've had to set pretty firm boundaries and reclaim power. And in the process of doing that, you lose some sisters because of their own projections, their own wounds, their own things that they have not yet moved through. And this is what I'm saying is either you move through that together as a union 
or you guys separate. You have to have a lot of courage and a lot of inner resilience and strength to be able to look at yourself whenever something brought up in a sisterhood connection, being like, is this my projection? Is this my own shit? I've had to be like, yo, is this my shit? And have to own it and have to claim it and be like, damn, I was like, okay, I was projecting on you. I was coming from a place of fear or of lack. And it's fucking hard to do that, okay? But it's worth it. I've lost a lot of sisters that couldn't meet me in that place of love. Still infinite love to the sisters that I lost. But I've also had beautiful situations with sisters where, wow, we can have these really hard conversations and be like, oh shit, that was mine. And there's tears, there's crying, but there's also this commitment to each other of, okay, I'm really triggered right now, but thank you for bringing this up. Thank you for bringing it to my awareness. I am going to embrace it. I accept it. I still love you. And it's like a two-way street, right? It, it can be really fucking scary to be the sister that brings that illumination or that reflection up because you're scared of rejection. But it's also hard to receive that reflection because it's like, oh, wow, something that maybe I didn't want to look at or I didn't see before is being brought to my awareness from this loving person. I use this phrase now that when you lose a forever, that's become expired because we think some sisters are going to be in our life forever. But it's making space for sisters who are on that next level of your ascension, your, your journey, your phase, anything. I want to emphasize to anybody listening who's like lost a sister or a friendship and you're just fucking grieving because that shit's worse than a breakup. Okay. With a boyfriend, like losing a sister. The sister breakups are real. Well, that's so beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. I really resonate actually with a lot of what you said. I'm gonna have a sip of cacao real quick. Oh, cacao. I actually am about to start hosting cacao ceremonies. I'm so excited because I've got to start doing the divine sistership like ceremonies because there's there's been like a really rebirth transformative like just period of needing space of sitting within myself without needing to go to external things to validate my own existence and I've been finding that I've been really just neutral and at peace with myself when I kind of just seek within and just be but be present and I think there is like an aligned action action that comes with that though it's like yes you can be present but you're still human you still have things that you got to do so as long as you're still being in, in a state of mindfulness in each moment that you can that you're conscious of it but still do things as an aligned action that serves your highest good and I think that's what we're here to do you know most importantly um I guess I could speak for myself <laughs> <laughs> that's what I <laughs> I agree I second that mm-hmm. when you're doing these like a divine sistership connections what does that kind of look like for you because I know we did meet each other at a circle you were doing a co-host with London, which is Dragon, and Jacqueline. <laughs> and I love them so much. They're such a ray of just a bunch of sunshine. And they're so creative and really intuitive. All three of you are really just beautiful, like, blessings of light. And so how did that get started? And how is it looking now? Like, what is what have you learned through these experiences? <laughs> so the goddess gatherings, I was living in Costa Rica. And I got this vision, this download that was so clear. And immediately I texted them and I was like, hey, when I get back to Austin, we're going to do a goddess gathering. Like, let's do it. And they're like, okay, bet, game. And so um, it was just going to be one, but obviously we did several. And yeah, the vision was just, I was getting the message that it was really necessary for sisterhood and divine feminines to come together and have a gathering of goddesses and have this empowerment and just a space where we can you know do a cacao ceremony do some sounds do some cards do some dancing do some sharing just connect in womanhood because it's so powerful and so sacred and so we organized that it was beyond expectation just beautiful well, from, I want to hear from you. How was it for you? 
Yeah, so I actually had a really fun time. It's actually what opened my eyes to knowing I wanted to start doing um, spiritual treats retreats myself and circles myself because you guys did in Austin but I live in Houston I haven't seen a lot of people do spiritual circles in Houston so I was like oh this is perfect like this feels in alignment me and a friend of mine she already does retreats we both never done circles so actually she's moving back right now so we can start doing circles and start planning doing retreats again and I'm really excited because it was really cool as right when I decided to make a choice that I wanted to do that, that's when all the opportunities started to show. I noticed once I make a choice mm-hmm. of what I want, a lot of the signs start to come up. So it was in that moment when I'm just hanging out with the sisters and really just not feeling like um, a place of comparison or judgment, um, envy, like there's no space to like really be judgmental. It's like everyone's so unique and different, have different gifts and just holding a space in a different way and even just the little the little things like eating fruit together and how everyone's smiling and dancing because they have food in their tummy or everyone's so excited about the little um I was a blue lotus tea that we had they were so excited about it and it was so funny because they would come up to me and be like have you tried the tea I love the tea It was things like that. Even helping set up was really fun. Just being able to be a part of, you know, just assisting in any way that I could and dancing at the end with the sunset. And I feel like, you know, one of my favorite parts was, of course, doing the instruments because I love music and the songs that you guys have created, which was really beautiful. Love the the chanting. Um, It was when we saw the, the spaceship all together. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was insane. I have that on video, actually. I caught that on video of all of us looking up like, what is that? (laughs) You should send me the video because I was trying to figure out who had it. I should have it and then I can I can share it with you. Yeah, because it was like in a straight line with a little triangular dimensional field around it. How would you say that? I don't even. Yeah, now you're like bringing that up and I'm forgetting how insane that was. (laughs) Right. <laughs> actually <laughs> full full blown like et encounter 100 yes and it, and you see how powerful it is when we're all together how all of us individually activate each other's third eye to see it and that's what i'm saying it's so beautiful to have these just divine unions of beings who are conscious, who can really just activate and expand your awareness in that moment, in the now moment. And it's, I, I'm really excited to just be able to just have new experiences that comes up with that, especially with you in it, because I've definitely told you I would love to come to anything else that you host. But what does it look like and feel like when you're traveling and with a lot of different um, beings coming with you as well? My adventures like living abroad and traveling have been so amazing there is a difference whenever you're like going with someone versus being alone um dragon and i actually we went to portugal together and that was just like so fun so amazing i think also when you're with another sister who's like awakened and tapped in just there's crazy synchronicities like we literally the second that we would look at each other and it'd be like okay we want this to happen it immediately manifest like immediately like whenever we were together it was like a magic portal I swear and we were freaking each other out we we're like okay something's happening here <laughs> we literally would be like okay I want this or hey we should get this or wouldn't it be nice if we had this literally like two minutes later it manifest materialize and we're like what manifested two like free places to stay for over a week we just like did a quick meditation okay we're visualizing we're getting this free place to stay and boom we get this free place to stay that happened twice and it was just like synchronicity miracle after miracle after miracle so much laughing so much just like it was insane. Of course, we're like making songs the whole entire time together. We're like narrating our life. It's like a fairy tale. Um, but actually what I said in the beginning of the episode, whenever 
it's really powerful whenever a sister can bring something up to another sister and it be accepted. So there was a situation we landed in Portugal and went immediately to this festival. Like Dragon wanted to share something with me, but she was super scared to share something with me because in the past, she's been traumatized by bringing things up to sisters mm. and then losing it on her and making her feel like shit and making her just want to like retreat and cry. So she like was like, hey, I want to like bring something up. And I was like, okay, cool. And she shared something with me and I was like, oh my God, like I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't recognize that. Thank you like so much for bringing that up to my awareness. And I even felt like a little upset with myself. I didn't recognize this thing. And then she was like, so relieved when I just embraced it. And I was like, wow, thank you for like sharing that with me. Like I had no idea. The emphasis was, it's so scary to like bring something up. And the fact that you just accepted that, I feel like so much better because I was so scared to tell you, I thought you were going to like lose your shit on me. I thought this and I thought this, she's like, but you just like accepted it and you're still loving. Of course. Like, why would I be mad at you? Like you brought something to my attention and it's up to me to embrace that and accept that and grow from it. So it was a really beautiful moment where I had a growth moment and she had a growth moment of knowing that she can come to me mm -hmm. and she can share what's on her heart. And I'm not going to reject her or project at her or be mad at her. I'm going to be like, Oh, thank you so much for bringing this to my awareness. And now we deepened our connection and we deepened our safety with each other because that's the thing it was like there was a feeling of oh if I share this I won't be safe anymore mm -hmm. but I'm like no babe like we're safe you're good we're here <laughs> and I think that's like the power of sisterhood and I had so many of these situations living in Portugal because I was deeply in community wow like I was living in community living with all these sisters from all around the world and it was so beautiful to see these moments we'd like have we have time to sit down and be like okay I'm experiencing this right now and it could be a projection and I think that's what's really important whenever you're having kind of these moments with your sisters of owning your shit and also like using nonviolent communication mm -hmm. so hey I'm feeling these ways and it could totally be a projection and I own that but this is how I'm feeling and I'm noticing that this thing triggered this emotion and this reaction within me. And I just need to share it with you and get your feedback. See, that example is not, you did this and you made me feel this way. There was a lot of conversations like that where when you're living in sisterhood, especially with women that are empowered and embodied mm -hmm. and like confident and they're talented and we're all artistic and beautiful and unique, it can bring things up, right? And so there was a lot of moments of noticing, hmm, this is coming up or someone coming to me or vice versa. Oh, this came up when this happened and be like, oh shit, like yeah. how can I support you? Or me being like, hey, this kind of came up and then being like, okay, yeah, I own that. I did do that. And, you know, I'm sorry. So things like that can be really navigated beautifully. And like whenever you're able to do that, the safety is strengthened, the sisterhood is strengthened, the sacredness of the connection is strengthened. But it's not for the weak of heart, I will say. Like it is not for the people who have not yet already done serious shadow work within themselves. Because sisterhood connection is shadow work straight up, you know? So it's really rewarding and it's so beautiful when you can get there. And once you have that inner courage to look at the shadows and to embrace the shadows and to accept and transmute them, because it's not that we're bad. You know, when something's brought up to us, we take offense sometimes, you know, when we're like, ah, oh, no, I don't want to accept that. But like, no, it's a loving gift of like, here's another part of yourself that you can illuminate and bring to the light and integrate and become more powerful you know, so I love like the shadow work. That's my shit. Heavy Scorpio placements. So yeah, there's a lot. I think I want to reiterate sisterhood is shadow work.
but it's also the most rewarding shadow work you're going to do because wow it's easy to just be alone and travel alone and just like live life alone and everything is in your world you're right you're right about everything because you're the only one but once you're living in community once you're a sisterhood it's not just your own world mm -hmm. you have to live in harmony and I definitely experienced that the first half of the year in 2023 I was living basically alone in Costa Rica. Um, I did have moments of like living in sisterhood and some community, but it was mostly an internal process, you know, but then the rest of the year was all sisterhood, like starting the goddess gatherings and doing this and hosting my own goddess gatherings in Portugal and leading circles here and here and here. And it was a very different energy of, okay, well now it's not just me and it's easy to be alone and have my world and I'm the queen of everything. But now I have to honor all these other queens in my life and how can I harmonize and how can I work with them and honor them and just like being super conscious about your own projections, I think is key because projections aren't bad. They're just, I think they're just a messenger to somewhere we have more room to grow, which is beautiful. Yes. And when we have darkness, in order to stand in our light, we have to understand and be aware and shine light on our darkness. So I completely understand. And, you know, I've noticed because I've always been, as you would say, right, closed off in my comfort zone, in my own space. Growing up, I was always moving around, didn't really get to build sacred connections. That was kind of harder for me to um, not be triggered by <laughs> making new connections. And it really took understanding you. The only reason why you're not being triggered right now is because you're in your own space. Mm. Like you have to be able to get out of that, that, that safe space and make your home, your space. No, no matter where you go is your, your safe space where you can feel peace in any moment. That's how you find true peace is when you're neutral and in present and, and just taking your power back in your being is how you'll feel actual peace no matter where you are and no matter what environment around with who. Of course, setting your boundaries. Don't just take things lightly. Always speak your truth. Always communicate. You know, do what you feel as you need to do to make yourself feel more at peace and self-ease. But as long as it's coming from a place of love and not a place of just fear. And even mm -hmm. if the fear does arise, it's still okay. You don't have to shame or guilt like you're saying. You know, oh. it's just being aware of the fear and the trauma, the trigger, how the ego feels about it. And mm -hmm. then just learning, okay, let's be conscious of it and make it a new light. How can we shift this perception? How can we go moving forward in a new perspective that can still benefit me, but also benefit others? Because we are co-created in a reality where everyone's doing their own thing but we all have to be in harmony or balance for this to flow mm -hmm. energy can't go one way it has to be an equal ex energy exchange of receive and give harmony and balance neutrality right mm -hmm. if it's only just fear then it's not gonna flow if it's only just love it's not it's got to be both so that's why I really I can speak for myself once again feel really empowered when you speak in a way that's acknowledging that you have to do the inner work and sit with yourself to understand yourself's like triggers and emotional responses, the physical symptoms, the behavioral patterns, the social withdrawals, like mm -hmm. everything that we don't shine a light on because we're unconscious of it, but just becoming conscious of it and then moving forward in a new light. And I'm I'm just really excited. You know, I really see 2024 being that portal of people being able to see a lot more of the traumas or things that are under the surface come resurfacing and not feeling as guilty as they once would have mm -hmm. and putting shame and, you know, just the added layers of <laughs> limitations on their being. I'm really seeing it becoming a, just a little step by step more unlimited each day. And I'm really proud of us. You know, we're doing the best that we know how that we're mm -hmm. conscious and unconscious of. And that's that's I think what we should pat our, ourselves on the back for. And of course, what a state of fear, self-sabotage that comes to play, mm -hmm. you know, 
there's a lot of factors that comes to play isolating from people avoidance uh feeling judged and that's why you're like self-sabotaging you don't want to deal with it because you're you're scared if you deal with it it'll hurt you more a lot of pain um restlessness like just defensiveness irritability there's just so many factors that can really come to play when we're dealing with these triggers and limitations but I me and Ray we love you we see you and no matter what no judgment we hold space for your light and how bright you want to shine will never dim it and no matter how dark you may seem I say we hold space for what we once seeked as baggage so please understand that you can always come to us to talk about these what you would consider burdens or um just anything that you just feel you don't want to deal with always seek community of course professional if you'd like counselor (laughs) life coach anybody (laughs) a friend a family member you trust but we're still here and that's why we do what we do we care we're here to assist them in the best ways we know how of course going within ourselves and then expressing that love outwards so people can also be their healed versions of themselves heal people heal people hurt people hurt people so holding so much space for other people of course boundaries has to play a part because not everyone's conscious enough to know their own being to know to respect other people's beings but (laughs) Mm. has envy ever came across to you in in these communities like jealousy or envy how does one arise from feeling the competitiveness or comparison within myself or other people having projecting that onto me both it's actually interesting a sister that is like my best friend I was living with in Portugal Claudia uh she was on my podcast last year and we talked about this how jealousy is actually at the root, it's admiration. I've personally done a lot, a lot of work on jealousy. And so it doesn't show up really as like envy or like, ooh, coveting or like, uh, I don't like them. I, I want that. It shows up as like, whoa, this person is doing that. And I want to do that too. Because that's what the root, if you're jealous of someone, if you're envious of someone, it just means that your soul is desiring what that person is doing, what they're saying, what they're creating, et cetera. And I see it as a roadmap. Like this is an indication that this is the direction to go to. And so it's not about turning away from it because I think people feel guilty or a tendency to like run away from this feeling of jealousy. But maybe if we shift it in your mind of being like, okay, unconsciously this emotion or this energy comes up. But if your conscious mind can tell that signal, hey, that just means that this is the path for you to go. This just means you're inspired by that person. This just means you admire what they're doing, whether it be the way they dress, the life they live, where they're traveling, the art they're creating, the music they're creating. I like to feel like if I'm around a lot of beautiful, artistic, empowered women, which I am a lot, I'm like, okay, shit, like they're doing that. I can do that too. You know, if they're doing that, I can do that too. And sometimes comparison sneaks in when you put yourself below them, but you have to be conscious, like hyper aware of the thought process in your head, which y'all, it takes time. And I've been doing this like mental cognitive work. I'm also like a therapist. So I'm really in the mind and it takes, it takes years. It's not going to happen overnight, but it is possible for sure. And I think it, for me, it's that shift. It's that, wow, you light me up and I'm fucking inspired by you. Thank you for being your most authentic self and showing me where my soul wants to go, showing me what I want to do, showing me what's possible for me, because you wouldn't be jealous of someone if you weren't destined to also experience that consciously doing that and also I like to celebrate them instead of coveting and being mad at them for their success for their art for their whatever celebrate them the more you celebrate them the more that you will be celebrated the more you're in energetic alignment to that because if you're mad at them and you're having these angry feelings you're attracting that law of attraction right law of vibration but if you see someone that 
okay, I'm a little jealous, but I'm going to shift it into admiration and I'm going to celebrate them. Then you're in energetic alignment with that. You know, you have a beautiful mind and <laughs> it takes so much self-discipline. And so much, so much. It's not looking easy, but it's possible. You had to do the work to get there. That's a perception shift. Mm -hmm. like, I'm very proud of you because honestly, yes, spot on. I just saw a little orb in your screen. Yeah, I have a lot of beans with me. They'd be hanging. <laughs> I'm just so grateful. Also, I'm really, I'm really grateful you exist. I'm really grateful that you're assisting humanity the best way you know how, our little star being, our star seed. Aww. You um, are too, queen. You are too. I, I'm really excited to see what this year brings for us, but also what it brings to the lovely collective that we are, that we mm -hmm. are inter interconnected to. When you're traveling and you're making these connections, like just the reality that you want to create, how do you, how do you manifest? What works best for you? Like, how do you create these experiences, these magical fairy tales? <laughs> mm. Wow, there's so many things. Flow. Mine <laughs> doesn't exist. <laughs> okay so how do I create my fairy tale <laughs> wow I love this question and I'm like <laughs> so giddy um yeah it's it's really I've had this kind of world since I was a kid of magic and I a thousand percent believe magic is real I think the matrix does everything in its power to make us believe that it's not real but this frequency that I've actually been tapping into recently about like manifesting miracles in the quantum realm, if you can put your mind in that space and like meditation or just in waking life, if you think about God, source, creator, they are capable of anything. There's no limit to what God can create. And if we are expressions of walking, living divinity, of source, then there's no limit to what we can create. And so literally the only limit is your mind. And if you're able to shift that and open yourself up and be like, actually, yes, I'm a magnet for anything that I desire. And I like to say this thing that what you desire is desiring you, you know, like what you want is wanting you. It's the law of correspondence, right? And so Abraham Hicks helps a lot. If y'all aren't familiar, I would look up Abraham Hicks. There's so many books of like money, law of attraction um, with them. Basically, it's an entity that someone is channeling for those who are unaware. But I do a lot of programming. So I kind of came up with this way of like, subconsciously programming my mind that I started actually like a year and a few months ago I started it right before 2023 and then 2023 was the most magical abundant manifested year ever so this shit works and basically you know the I am statement and so think about what you want I kind of like to journal out what do I really desire to manifest like what do I want my life to look like etc cetera, etc cetera. so you write those things out and then you put the word why in front of it. So say I, and I actually did this, like I, when I was living abroad, I manifested living in houses for free, which I did. And I would say to myself every day, why do I get beautiful places to stay for free? Why do I get beautiful places to stay for free? And then literally a week later, I got a place to stay for free in Costa Rica. Like this stuff works because when you're saying why, you're tricking your subconscious as if it already happened. So if people say, why do I attract terrible relationships? You're going to attract terrible relationships. Why do I attract loving sacred sisterhood? You're going to attract loving sacred sisterhood. So one, I would say is knowing that literally you are infinite and you can create anything and life is magical. Two, these why statements. Three, Abraham Hicks, just to kind of program your mind. But with the why statements, you can get really creative, y'all. So what I do is I record them. I record myself saying them. I have my chakra bowl and I do layers. I literally do a whole production. I make like a song. So I do my why statements. I record with my singing bowl. 
I do another layer of me like channeling light language. I put frequencies on it and I play it as I'm going to bed and as I'm waking up because your mind, your brave waves are the most suggestible at that tech, at that state. I don't know exactly what, either it's like theta waves I think we're in and that is the most potent for like manifesting. So that's another thing I do, but I think the most important thing, the most important thing for creating a magical life and to manifesting with ease is to block out the noise. Block out the noise, block out other people's projections, block out your parents' views of the world, block out the news, block out the media. Don't listen to it because they're trying to program and feed you a life of suffering, a life of lack, a life of you can't create what you want, you have to suffer. No, none of that is real. And unfortunately, so many people, and it literally breaks my heart, I like start crying when I think about it. So many people are stuck in that program and that matrix. But if you break three and you create the own terms, you create the own laws of your reality. So if your reality is, I get miracles every day, and you believe that, you have to feel these things. It's not just about thinking it and repeating words to yourself. It's about feeling it viscerally, like it's already happened. So whenever I manifest free places to stay, which I actually just did again in Colorado, I feel it. I see myself there. I know it already existed. And in the quantum field, which we live in, you're, you're thinking and operating in a quantum way. So if you're in the future, already feeling and experiencing and visualizing that reality, then it is. And you know what's actually funny, Ray? I think that my spirit team has definitely been trying to show me that a lot more too, because I work a lot of my gifts and astral, you know, through dream work. And Mm. I've been experiencing a lot of dream work related experiences. Like, well, you've probably been to the void. Do you know the void, the black space where, yeah, the unlimited amount of possibilities? We're familiar. Um, when I'm in the void space where you can reality shift or astral project, you can go into a different dream, you can um, do lucid dreaming there, you can actually meet beings there, There's a, you can also create new objects or uh, portals in the void space. There's a lot of things that you can do in the void space, which I talk about a lot. <laughs> but. That. I had this recent experience where I was in the little void space and I was dragged into another reality of myself where I had someone laying on top of me and they were asking me, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but they were just asking me questions and I was confused because I didn't know what was going on. And then they were like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh no, I don't even know who this is. And I just accept, like, I just upset at this person. I don't even know what's going on. Like, so then after a while, I kind of got slung back into the dream space. And then I woke up, you know, um, hours later, but just that experience was just showing me like, there's infinite amount of versions of you in different realities, not like in just this one, like, like you're saying, you can pull yourself in any dimensional space, field, quantum, whatever you want to call it, to that point in time to experience what you want to experience in this vessel. Like you don't have to submit and accept the laws and the beliefs that you program yourself to. And it's not even by choice. Sometimes it's unconscious. Like you're growing up in a society that's programming. You're growing up in your environment, your family dynamic, your friends. Like it it, it takes self-discipline to be conscious of that, hold that consciousness, um, know it, know that consciousness, know it for what it is. And so you don't revert back to old beliefs and cycles, repeating repetitive cycles, continuously still being motivated, continuously still putting in the effort to remain conscious and remain mindful and remain expanding your awareness. And I feel a deep sense of happiness, but also just being the multidimensional beings that we are, where we can just have fun. It's a playground. As long as we're just being conscious, this is not who you are. Like these beliefs, this identity, these personality, this ego, this, this is not who you are. So have fun with it while you can. Like, and yes, we'll always eternally be here. You can always tap back into this time, this this moment that we're having where we can revisit this. But it's still just 
being conscious of what is and what is not mm-hmm. and allowing the what is not to slip away and to fall behind a little bit and just make baby steps into what is. And I think that's the thing that's creating a lot of the chaos and insanity and the the separation of illusion for people is they they say they know of course you know we can say we know the ego wants to act like it's right it wants to know everything it wants to think it knows right but that's why the experiences are a lot more valuable than what the ego thinks is best because the universe is showing you all the magic and the blessings through your every moment of your life through your experiences if you just allow yourself to be conscious and aware of what's going on around you and within yourself and I feel definitely that that's why practicing being within yourself is important that mindfulness because the more that you're within yourself the more you'll start to see things shift in your reality I integrated with my higher self just based off my own experiences um, that it was because I was seeking within and always asking can you come show me show me my power show me the magic show me the blessings show me the how what I can create it's always just asking how can I be on more unlimited I was already on the ascension path of how can I just be unlimited? How can I be the version of myself that doesn't have these limitations that are holding me back from my power? So it definitely takes time, you know, time and space. (laughs) Even though it is an illusion, other dimensions, it plays a big part on earth. Um, It's what keeps us grounded in the now moment. So just be patient. You don't have to have it all together. And also unpack why you feel like you should and what's your expectations? What does that look like to you? Like, what's the idea of having it all together look like to you? Because there's a lot of compare and contrast when it comes to this journey. And frankly, everyone's journey is unique and they all think of their journey differently. I don't want the same thing as Ray wants. Ray doesn't want the same things I want. So there's no need to compare and contrast our our journeys because they're different for a reason we have like different biological constructs genetics ancestors uh experiences our beings are like uniquely different um there's just a lot of differences but also a lot of wholeness and a lot of connection and a lot of unity yes we are one but that doesn't take away the speciality that we hold like you have your own unique power your own unique DNA activated codes like there's just things that are for you and we want you to seek within that more and not base your existence on the external world so much how do you feel about that Ray Mm. wow the whole time you were talking I was like wow she's definitely in a in a channel right now (laughs) because I can like I can tell when people are in a channel and I was like it's flowing and I (laughs) I agree with everything like I really I love that I love so much of that because we're living in a multidimensional reality. We can be here, 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 here. There's all these different versions. And I want to highlight to that to the listeners of like, if you can think of a version of yourself, it exists in the quantum reality. And you can literally quantum leap to that version of yourself. And you don't have to wait and submit. And you can you can shift and you can merge and align with that version of yourself which is so key and also I think it's really important to highlight there is this unity aspect of us all because we are all one but I love what you said about not basically forsaking our uniqueness and our individuality because what happens a lot of time this is a therapy terminology but confluence so something what confluence is is you lose your own individuation and your own unique beingness and you merge with the collective so you don't know your boundaries you don't know your values you don't know your own unique path because you've merged with the the oneness which is a beautiful state to be in and I think it's necessary for us to have moments of confluence maybe in ceremony or in a meditation where we feel everyone and everything but it's really important because we incarnated in this unique individual vessel with our unique DNA code activations, like you mentioned, and our unique path and our unique set of guides and beings and ancestors and galactic 
friends that are helping us and dragons and just all the things, you know, we have our own for a reason. And I like to like tell clients or just tell people or any random stranger on the street who will listen that you have your own unique and innate path and wisdom and magic that no one else has. And the world needs your magic. Okay. It doesn't need a fabricated version of someone else's magic because we tend to compare and copy and paste because we think this is the way to do it. And we like forsaken our individuality. And I love, I love the emphasis on that because I think it's so important that there's a million people, billion people on this planet. And if you aren't showing up authentically as you, those tribe members that you have will never find you. They'll never find you if you aren't being all of you. Your uniqueness, your cringiness, your silliness, your softness, even when you're mad, even when you're pissed, you know, that is you being an honor to yourself and to your experience. So I just love everything you said and the wholeness aspect. I think it's so beautiful. And yeah, I want to reiterate, it can be fucking hard to get there, but it's possible. It's possible there's a bunch of programming out there and you keep mentioning this theme of like coming back to yourself and finding home within yourself, which I think is so important because yeah, you can be in, in Costa Rica, you can be in Portugal, you can be here, you can be here and you can be with all these amazing people. But if you don't have your home in yourself, then you're nowhere. The beautiful thing about being nowhere, right? That's our truest essence is being nothingness. It's just the awareness of our existence. And I think when the ego feels threatened, when it feels as it's dying because it's being aware, it's being present, it's being the feeling of emptiness, that's where a lot of time we start to feel lonely or we start trying to fill that void with so many different external factors because we're, we want home. We seek home. That's our truest nature. But home to the ego feels like death and mm -hmm. death doesn't exist. We are eternal. So it's like, it's definitely the programming of just having to shed those limitations piece by piece, of course, with grace, of course, with love, compassion, there doesn't need to be judgment and, and a shame. Of course, there might be grief because the ego feels as it's dying. So the grief might be there, but that's a part of rebirth and transformation. Of course, Ray, I'm sure as a Scorpio moon, you know this rebirth and transformation stages. <laughs> wow. I literally, there's not, there's not a week where I haven't gone through probably like three major life death sheddings and rebirth process. And so I've become really acquainted with this this grief and this void that we speak of and this darkness, but like, wow, the darkness is truly your biggest power, your biggest power. It, it really is this, any death, any shed, any separation, any loss is just light being recognized. Yeah. But we have to be able to like feel that shed. Mm -hmm. and, and something that I want to, I want to speak to of all this, like, this shedding and this loss or just this whole podcast episode of like finding sisterhood and manifesting or just anything. I think it's really important as, as you who is listening right now, you're most likely going through your own awakening journey, or you've been in it for a couple of years and you're having a re a re um, upgrade. Cause it goes in cycles, you know, another activation, another activation, another awakening to, Remember that no matter what you lose or a part of yourself that is illuminated by a sister and it's really hard to accept that you are so whole and you are so complete and you are so just divinely perfect where you are. And a lot of times we, we have pain and we have <clears throat> depression or suffering and anxiety and it can manifest in different ways when we feel fragmented with our being when we feel we aren't whole when we feel a part of ourselves, and we judge that part of ourself and the key in any healing journey is to know that you are divinely whole and anything that comes up that may not be nice to look at embrace it with love because that is a part of yourself anything that's coming up that you want to tell shut up go away go away embrace it with love and 
integrate that within yourself because you become more whole and more whole and more whole. And I just, I think that wanted to be shared, but it was like really coming through that, like to reiterate to you, like you are a whole being, you are complete, you are divine and nothing is going to change that. And just continue to embrace and integrate and accept and love the parts of yourself that are shadowy, you know, that maybe are a little scary because they love you and it's just a really beautiful thing whenever you're able to integrate all of the shadow and the darkness because it becomes your power and your light and your resilience and I definitely agree and that was beautifully said (laughs) (laughs) thank you everyone who's listening hmm If you have been feeling like you maybe, you see other people, right? And they're shining and they're doing the thing. And you feel like, oh, I can't do that. Or I want to do that. Or I'm not good enough. This not good enough or not enoughness. I want you to know how powerful you are and how much strength you had to have to reincarnate at this point in time. Because, oh my gosh, there's a lot going on. And reincarnating right now is not for the weak. And you are so powerful and you are the embodiment of love. Love flows in you, through you, around you. You are infinite. You are capable. That dream that you have, do it because that is your soul waiting to be experienced. Your soul is waiting to feel that and live that. And yeah, I just can't emphasize enough like how whole and complete and powerful you are and how much love I have for you and how much you are loved by the angelic realm, the earthly realm, every realm in between. You are so, so supported and guided, and you are never, ever, ever alone. And I love you. (laughs) And I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the collective show. And everyone watching, please go take a listen to Ray's podcast show. Now Cosmic. We absolutely enjoyed your company. I enjoyed yours too, Ray. Thank you so, so much for joining me on this today's episode. I love you so much forever, for eternity. Can't wait to reincarnate with you again. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. So we love you so much, guys. Please tune in to our next few episodes, and I will see you again soon. Bye. Bye.